AEW recently celebrated 30 years of Chris Jericho, and it was a good episode, but it wasn't the best in the world. Which is why this week, I'm going to show you guys how to fix La Celebration de la Champion. So, I'm going to begin by saying this. This was not a bad episode of AEW. Not a bad episode by any means. You had Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage putting on a classic. You had uh, Serena Deeb proving that she belongs in the women's division, standing toe-to-toe with Big Swole. There were some very good moments. Um, And I know in the past this show has been, like, fixing SummerSlam and all of its issues or fixing many of the problems with All Out, stuff like that. Um, But this one is more of just my fantasy booking of what this show should have been. Because I will say, this was a very good episode for babyface Chris Jericho, which is what they're leaning towards, it looks like. A babyface Jericho versus heel MJF. I kind of would prefer a heel versus heel angle but that's just me so i'm going to do what the heel version of this episode should have been firstly um i would open the show with the celebration i wouldn't wait till the end of the show and i would have jericho every single moment in this show any place we could throw in a little chris jericho he gets thrown in because by the end of the show i want the audience to be tired of him i want it to be the roman reigns is in every segment of a three-hour raw kind of thing i want him to be it to be oversaturated with chris jericho and this is also where we introduce the big goof of the whole show which is the fact that Sammy Guevara has been put in charge of all of the video packages and all of the parties. Uh, the matches themselves, not so much. They're, they're still up to Tony Khan, but Jericho had some influence with them. But Sammy's been in charge of everything. So, like, the opening video package where we have the best friends very emotionally talking about, oh, Jericho being an influence, Scorpio Sky, that still happens, but... You, we get these interstitials of Guevara coming in and being like, hey, you understand you're talking about Chris Jericho, right? We're talking about the Lionheart. We're talking about Y2J. That's all you've got to say about him? And basically forcing them to be overly complimentary of Jericho. Sammy is going over the top. So uh, then we get the opening celebration. And basically, I would just copy and paste what happened at the end of AEW and put it at the beginning. They're celebrating. Jericho cuts a promo. MJF comes out. And of course, uh, at one point, we do get a uh, Chris asking, is your gift to me joining the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? A nice little moment like that. We still get the clown getting the best Judas effect ever. That still happens. But then the segment ends with Private Party coming out and punking out MJF and Wardlow. Because I understand Jericho wanted to put Luther on display. I'd much rather put put over a, a tag team. I'd rather put over Private Party. Because we already know Jericho has history with Private Party. He had the match with Isaiah. So now we finally get, in the main event, Private Party versus um, Hager and Jericho. So Private Party come out. 
they punk out MJF and Wardlow, and then Jericho's just like, well, you know what? We're having our own private party backstage, and you're not invited. So there's going to be, much like the Legends poker table thing that happened on Raw a couple of weeks back, we're going to have interstitials of the Jericho private party. And so then we go to commercial, but not before we get the celebrity, like celebrities wishing Jericho a happy birthday kind of thing. But the only difference is the fact that all of them are filmed vertically and the cameo logo is in the bottom. In other words, Sammy just bought a bunch of cameos for Jericho because like, like I said, this was good for babyface Jericho to have Tanahashi wishing you well. That is phenomenal to have uh, famed director Kevin Smith pop up. Like That's great. The God of Rock, Gene Simmons. Yes. No, we're going to have like Gilbert Gottfried. We are going to have the deist of D-list celebrities coming in and wishing Jericho a happy birthday. After that, we have our first match of the show, and I am once again going to steal from the show itself. Hobbs versus Cage. Same match. It was a very good match. It was brutal. It put Hobbs over. Part of me does want Hobbs to turn heel afterwards and join Team Taz. I think aligning him with Brian Cage and with Taz, like that would really put Hobbs over, but also fighting against them would equally put them over it's kind of a double-edged sword like do you want him to fall in line and just become part of a stable or do you want someone it's the sting versus nwo argument which is either way it would put him over but it just depends on which way he would want to be put over uh so then we go backstage and we get a shot of jericho's private party they're enjoying a little bit of the bubbly uh proud and powerful are getting hyped up they're getting ready because Instead of FTR versus uh, the Hybrid 2, I would have them take on Proud and Powerful. So not only is Jericho throughout the show, but all of the inner circle is throughout the show. So instead of it being Hybrid 2 getting a title shot, Proud and Powerful get a title shot because of Jericho pulling some strings. So now we go to commercial, but right before they announce the three new men in the tournament, keep them all exactly the same, Hangman, um... Jungle Boy, I can't remember who it was, Hangman gets announced for the tournament. That's all that matters. We come back from commercial, we get a fun promo from Moxley and Archer, and instead of it being Moxley just in the desert drinking whiskey, it is both of them discussing their Wrestle Kingdom match. It is both of them discussing... Uh, all of that rivalry and what it meant to them and what next week means to them it really makes it a make or break match for both of them because i'm fairly sure i believe mox beat archer at wrestle kingdom if i remember correctly so in other words archer is wanting to avenge that locked loss moxley's not wanting to lose his title we build something up not john moxley drinking whiskey and being like i could win i could lose it doesn't matter So we come back, we get another celebrity video package. Uh, This time there are some AEW guys, and it ends with the Young Bucks getting approached and just super kicking the cameraman. So we can continue that storyline. I I know that they had it happen during the FTR match instead, but I think it'd be really funny during a celebrity video package. What do you think about Chris Jericho? Super kick. Be really good. And could set up a Bucks versus Jericho match for later on down the road. So now we keep we have Proud and Powerful versus FTR. I would have it just be a good back and forth match. FTR continuing to weasel their way out. I'd almost have Proud and Powerful 
wrestle somewhat like the baby. They would be the baby faces in this match because it is, of course, the celebration de la champion. They need to really put on a good showing, and they do. The only difference is FTR's uh, clever cheating ways allow them to retain the titles. They are celebrating in the ring, proud and powerful, slink off to the back, and as that happens, the wieners come up on the screen, and then we get the match announced for the anniversary show, Best Friends versus FTR, uh, which I am super hyped for. I loved the lead into this. I love that best friends are actually playing up into being into being like that those goofy backyarders that FTR accuses them of. I love that because instead of it being a storyline where they're forced to go dark and be mean, they're still going to be themselves. And that's what's going to win them the titles, is being themselves. I, I love that. Um, so now we get a... Uh, we go from the video package back to the private party. Jericho is absolutely pissed about Proud and Powerful losing. Uh, he's also pissed about how bad those video packages are. He's furious about them. Sammy's apologetic. Uh, Proud and Powerful return, and they are tag titleists. Jericho gets angrier and angrier and angrier until Hangman Page shows up with a massive glass of whiskey, tipsy but not drunk, and basically Hangman thinks this entire party is a celebration for him getting inserted into the number one contenders tournament. So he's celebrating, he's like putting his arm around Jericho, like, I know we've had our problems, but man. And then, of course, eventually, Sammy, the leader of the party, jumps in and says, you know what, why don't you meet me out in the ring? So our very next match, Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Adam Page. This keeps Hangman's winning streak going while Sammy uh, continues to have the worst night of his life. And I I love this because I love that Hangman is actually out still wrestling. Hangman is out still doing singles wrestling. This would keep this going. And yet Kenny, who's not wrestling, who's not doing anything, is automatically like, oh, I'm going to win the tournament. I'm going to. That's just who I am. But Hangman is the one who is actually practicing, the one who is actually wrestling. I love that little note in the storyline. So in the beginning... Page is drunk, so Sammy takes a lot of advantage of that, so we can have some fun uh, drunk hangman wrestling. And then go to commercial break, we come back, Sammy is still in control, hangman powders to the outside, and Sammy Guevara makes the one mistake of this match, which is he sees hangman, he's up against the barricade, Sammy smirks, balls his hands up into two fists, and kneels down on the ground. And then the rise of the Terminator. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Also, like Jericho and Hager, or, or no, uh, Jericho's out there and proud and powerful, and they're doing the da 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 da. And Hangman looks up, and you just see a look of fury in his eyes, and he just starts beating the living hell out of Sammy. He uh, takes Sammy, he tosses him into proud and powerful taking them out. Jericho, he turns around, Jericho tries to hit the Judas effect, Hangman ducks it, massive lariat to Jericho, Sammy's finally back in the ring, Uh, Hangman gets up on the apron, buckshot lariat, one, two, three, and just like that, Hangman pages one, it's continued this storyline, it's also continued the storyline of Jericho having a terrible night, and uh, then, proud and powerful, who, okay, wait, hold on, I forgot I did this. Proud and Powerful are not at ringside because they now, after the match, rush out. 
So just imagine proud and powerful weren't there it was just jericho because he wanted to ensure a victory on this night proud and powerful run out they grab jericho and grab sammy and they rush them to the back basically being like you gotta come here now we return from commercial break in jericho's party room and the room is absolutely wrecked bottles of bubbly shattered against the wall tables are smashed and in the center of it all is a beaten down Jake Hager who is unable to compete. So now in the main event, it's Private Party versus Jericho and no one because there is no, he doesn't have a replacement. No one in AEW likes him outside of like maybe MJF. Ooh, could it be MJF? Who knows? So he's shocked. Everyone's screaming. We go to the ring for a number one contenders match. Big Swole. And this is where it gets into fantasy booking. I've done a... There are two moments that are very fantasy booking, and this is one of them. Uh, Big Swole versus Thunder Rosa, a number one contenders match. The winner faces Sheeta next week. It is a everything you would expect out of these two competitors. Hard hitting. Both of them look like megastars. Swole looks like she's about to win. Very last minute, Rosa gets her, rolls her up. One, two, three. And then Rosa grabs the microphone, holding her NWA title to the sky, and then announces that next week, they aren't going to just determine who is the AEW champion. They are going to determine who is the champion in women's professional wrestling. It is a unification match. AEW and NWA women's titles both are on the line. And I, I, oh, 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 it'd be good. Oh, I'd be excited for that. So that's that match. Uh, then we get a video package on Cody returning to the ring because I'm not putting that damn dog collar match on this show, y'all. That match wasn't that good. But next week, if you put it a bun- um, a- along a bunch of heavy hitters, maybe it wouldn't be so bad <laughs> because that was that was my problem. That was the match on this show. All the other matches were kind of like whatever, but this was the match and they some people liked it, but and you, you go back to my AEW review. You'll hear what I thought about that. So instead, we make it on the anniversary show. Cody is seeking uh, revenge for the most embarrassing beatdown and loss of his career. He is seeking penance for what happened. And that's what we see in this video package. And with this video package, we also show that Cody was not just off filming a TV show. We, we show that he was getting his mind right, that he was getting focus it was solidifying who he is the whole point of it is i thought i knew who i was in professional wrestling and Brody lee proved all of that wrong to me so i went away and i learned who i was and it's it's very much like the tony storm one from nxt but also have cody running and lifting weights and grappling and shit like that so it it makes this match feel bigger outside of Okay, Cody made Brody Lee mad, so now they're just going to wrestle in a dog collar match. Instead, this actually gives this match a lot of stakes. It reveals everything going on inside of Cody's head, and it takes the weight off of the commentary team who have to do all of that. Then, uh, right before commercial break, or a private party come out, get ready for the main event of the show. And when we return, we get our last celebrity video package, and the first celebrity up is bob barker and we just hear jericho screaming his head off and basically he's he now rushes out onto the stage he has a microphone he's telling them to shut that shit off he is so pissed 
And it is hilarious to see Jericho on the biggest night of his career get more and more mad and more and more frustrated. And so he comes out. Private party are looking real happy. They're looking real celebratory. And the best part about this, no Judas. Like, I I love the Judas theme song, as does everybody. But it's also the most babyface shit on the planet. To come out to a crowd of numerous people singing your song, babyface is all hell. So... Just have him not come out to Judas. Have him come out and cut a promo on Private Party so that way he does seem like this this furious heel who's like, I want him to be a 16-year-old on their sweet 16 screaming about how the cake was the wrong flavor. I want him to be the most petulant child and it would be amazing. And then he finally gets in the ring. He looks at Private Party and he goes, but I'm not doing this alone. And he smiles. And then we hear a thunder crack. And Lance Storm comes out to the ring. I told you guys there'd be a lot of fantasy booking. And I know Lance is retired. In fact, he he put a very uh, emotional post on Twitter about it where he was like, I talked to my daughter. And when she asks why I have to leave for so long, I say it's so I can get you, uh, get you your candy and get you your snacks. And one day I was putting her to bed and she goes, I'd rather have you here than have candy. And he goes, and that's when I retired. And I went, okay. So I understand. But this is the 30th anniversary. It would be amazing to see the Thrill Seekers back together and wrestling in the main event of AEW Wrestling. This could be, I would make this Lance's retirement match. Go out alongside Chris Jericho. And the reason I brought in Lance is because... I understand Luther has a very long history with Chris Jericho, as does Lance Storm. The only difference is no one uh, no one really understands the history of Luther and Jericho. We've not seen them travel the world. We've not seen them go from company to company, but we have with Jericho and Lance. So I want the Thrill Seekers back. I want Lance just killing it in the opener, going against the younger talent, and then Jericho the whole time blind tagging. That's all Jericho is doing is blind tagging, coming in, showing dominance. In the beginning, there is a little bit of like thrill seekers fire, a little bit of both of them on the same same page. But as the match continues, Jericho is getting more. We go to commercial break so private party can get uh, get control because that's how this works. We come back and Lance is being beat down and Jericho is furious. He's like, no, 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 you can't ruin this for me. You cannot be the one to ruin this night for me. How dare you? Finally, blind tag from Jericho as Lance was finally coming back. Lance was finally starting to come back, starting to lock Isaiah and the sharpshooter. Jericho blind tags in, and then Lance, with that beautiful cold stare he has, stares at Jericho, and then just cold cocks him across the side of the face. And Jericho would sell it like a champion, goes down center of the ring, pinfall one, two, kick out from Jericho. He's still fighting, but just barely. So private party, pick him up, hit him with the gin and juice. One, two, three. Jericho loses the main event on the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho. And at that point, he rolls out of the ring and he sees Lance and Lance is laughing. And Jericho, like a petulant child screaming at his parent, is like, 
you are always the worst tag team partner. What is this for the years of success I have and that you didn't because you quit because you left? Is that really the way you want to do this? Shoves Lance. Lance punches him in the face again, but this time grabs him, throws him into the ring, and locks Chris Jericho in the sharpshooter. So now Proud and Powerful and Sammy Guevara rush down to the ring. They scare off Proud and Powerful and, uh, and Lance. But Jericho is now beaten. Basically, I want Jericho to be pseudo-knocked out at this point. Like, you remember the, uh, I think it was, I think it was the Gargano family in a match where Candace got knocked out after the match and Johnny was still pretending she was alive? That's what I want. I want a full-on weekend at Bernie's of Jericho. Is like, <laughs> the crowd's going, Jericho! And, like, Sammy's holding up his hand and using it to wave. And then... Right before AEW goes off the air, I want a look of, ah, fuck, on Sammy Guevara's face as it pans out. And this massive banner comes down that says, happy 30th anniversary, and confetti starts raining. Because I love the, the, the difference of just seeing Jericho beat to shit in the center of the ring while all this pyro and stuff is going off around him and he's completely knocked out. And then you could even still have those closing credits because those were hilarious. But I just want Jericho to have the worst 30th anniversary of all time. Because at the end of the day, it's going to end up putting over all of the younger talent on the show. It puts over uh, private party it puts over ftr as a dominant tag team although they've already kind of done that uh it puts over hangman heading into the tournament it sets up so many things heading forward but it still is all about chris jericho and i remember one time it was in one of jericho's books he goes i literally left wwe for five years and if you went back i didn't leave on a thank you jericho or anything like that he goes i left being pulled out by the cops kicking and screaming and i wasn't sure when i'd return to professional wrestling and i said oh that's the vibe this guy has is he he would much rather uh have the have the younger talent go over and the younger talent look good in the face of him looking embarrassed and that's what i wanted to do with this is have everyone else on AEW spend their time embarrassing chris jericho throughout the night um, so little follow up of what happens after this. Uh, Jericho wants to find out who beat down Hager, wants to find out who who's been doing this. We go backstage. Turns out uh, we get a video. It was MJF and Wardlow who beat down Jake Hager. So that becomes a, uh, a tag team match for full gear. Wardlow and MJF versus the returning Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. And of course, we can still continue all of their good, good heel rivalry shit. In addition to that, I want uh, my anniversary show after this is going to look like this. Moxley versus Ar- Archer. Moxley goes over. Lee versus Cody. If you want Cody to go over, have him go over. I'm sure you got a plan for it, but if you don't have a plan, Lee goes over. FTR versus Best Friends, FTR retained. Sheeta versus Rosa in a unification match, and Rosa wins because she deserves it. And then finally, the last match on the show, as as a bit of a trying to get revenge after what happened this week, Hangman Page takes on Chris Jericho. 
the rematch that is over a year in the making a rematch of the thing that sent hangman page down this drunken spiral that's led to him losing all of his friends losing everything he finally gets his rematch next week and he beats chris jericho and that's what he has to do in order to move forward and face off against kenny omega in the finals of the AEW number one contenders tournament so that is how i fix things that's where i would move going forward but that's just me what did you think about the show what would you have done different what would you have put in there let me know on twitter at scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o and as always remember to support us on patreon.com slash a load of bs you get access to exclusive content like our discord where we hang out watch our shows every single week we watch raw live smackdown live aew nxt live and you can hang out with us just by donating five dollars a month at Patreon dot com slash a load of bs and of course as always remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life